board and the CEO each have specific responsibilities in together advancing the mission of the NPO. And their roles are complementary, not competing. They're complementary to each other. Hi, everyone. Tristan McIver here with AMC NPO Solutions. Today on the Strategic Nonprofit, I have invited our founder and CEO, Tom Abbott, to the podcast. Hey, Trista, great to be here. Great to have you on the podcast today, Tom. Thanks for coming. So today, we're going to be discussing about uh, governing and managing your organization. So what areas would somebody need to look at um, when thinking about that? Yeah, so this is a, a really great question, and I love this. This is the foundation. This is how it all starts. So typically, there are three general responsibility areas that every nonprofit has to look at. You've got uh, planning, implementing, and then monitoring. So let me uh, unpack these a little bit. So with the planning area, you're looking at things like uh, forecasting sales or forecasting member revenue dues, uh, acquiring operating funds, deciding on staff requirements. All of these things are around planning. Well, then you've got implementing, the actual doing, right, which could be hiring staff, maybe purchasing office supplies and equipment, uh, purchasing raw materials, developing products or services for, for sale, uh, advertising products or services, actually running the program. So that's the implementation. And then the third area is what we would call monitoring. So everything from you know tracking sales volumes, tracking production costs, reviewing financial statements, basically looking at how are we doing as an organization. Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you for sharing all those uh, the, the, those comments there, Tom. So, what is the complementary model of board governance? Well, the the complementary model of board governance is a framework that makes a clear distinction between strategic leadership and operational management. So under this model, the board and the CEO each have specific responsibilities in together advancing the mission of the NPO. And their roles are complementary, not competing, they're complementary to each other. So in the comp model, the board provides the overall leadership and strategic direction for the organization, it then delegates authority and responsibility to the CEO, the chief executive officer. Now, this is done in a very deliberate manner that will provide the CEO with a broad degree of freedom to exercise the creativity and judgment to achieve the organization's strategic goals. So the board ensures that the goals are clear, the parameters of the job and the approval points are established, and the evaluation criteria are clearly articulated and mutually understood. So that's a big picture overview of the comp model. So what would the um, other roles of the board of directors be? Well, the, the board is trained and encouraged to provide what we call aggressive collective leadership and direction to the organization. So the, the board meets its leadership responsibilities in five broad ways. So number one, the board is responsible for approving the strategic direction of the organization. So what does that mean? Well, it's the board's responsibility to determine the vision and the mission, as well as the strategic goals and priorities of the organization, based upon feedback from other directors, staff, and key stakeholders. Now, while the staff and others will undertake the preparatory work in the planning process, it is the board's responsibility to make the actual decisions 
on goals and priorities. So that first responsibility is approving the strat plan of the organization. Number two is setting the governing policies of the organization. So here the board establishes the governing policies that will guide the organization in the fulfillment of its mission. Now these policies will reflect the values and guiding principles that will determine the organization's strategic goals, objectives, and activities. And they provide the appropriate point of departure for the CEO to actually implement those programs and services and or develop some subsidiary policies. So setting the governing policies of the organization is the second responsibility of the board. Now the third is to provide what we call financial and legal stewardship. So here, the board approves the annual budget that will allocate the financial resources in a way that's consistent with the strat plan, the goals, and the priorities. So this is the part of the board's responsibility for ensuring the stability and the endurance of the organization. And the board is also responsible for ensuring that all legal requirements are met. So that's number three, providing financial and legal stewardship. Now, the fourth responsibility area is for the board to monitor and evaluate organizational effectiveness. So as the board must answer for the performance of the organization, it needs to monitor the results that are achieved and evaluate the NPO's performance in terms of the strat plan direction improved by the, approved by the board. So monitoring will provide an opportunity for redirection if it's required in order to achieve the goals identified. Monitoring is typically accomplished through four types of reports, which I can talk about on another podcast, but basically it's looking at having regular CEO reports, having board committee and task force reports, any commission reports from independent external third parties, and financial reports to the board. So the fourth responsibility area for all boards is monitoring and evaluating organizational effectiveness. And the fifth and final part is the hiring and evaluating of the CEO. So ultimately, the board is responsible for the engagement, direction, and evaluation of the CEO, as well as all decisions on the CEO's employment with the organization. I'm curious to know a little bit more about the policies. What policies do the governors, do the, 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 the um, directors govern? Well, yeah, so that's a good question. So a, a lot of boards struggle with really knowing, well, what exactly are we supposed to do as a board and what sort of policy areas are covered by the board? So essentially the board is responsible for articulating its policies regarding these areas, uh, the strategic goals of the organization. For example, what is the organization set up to achieve and for whom? What are the short-term and long-term goals and what resources are committed to them? So that's the first policy area governed by the board is the strategic goals of the organization. Now, the second area would be around the board's governance processes, answering the question, well, what are the processes by which the board will fulfill its leadership responsibilities? What is the board's approach to delegation and its understanding of the roles and expectations of directors, committees, task forces, and staff? So the board's governance processes, that's areas that the board needs to focus on. And then finally, ethics. How does the board define a code of conduct for directors and the CEO looking at such issues as ethical behavior and conflict of interest? So those are the three major policy areas that are governed by the board. 
Thanks for sharing that, Tom. I really appreciate that. So what um, would be the responsibilities specifically of the directors? Yeah, so I just shared kind of big picture the what the board needs to do. But then when we look at individual directors, they have mm -hmm. a few different responsibilities, starting with uh, communication. So individual directors need to be aware of the issues facing the organization so that they can participate in board discussions on a basis that's consistent with their role. Uh, they're also expected to contribute to the NPO in ways other than simply serving on the board. So communication is a big responsibility of directors. The second is board meetings. So directors have a responsibility to be adequately prepared to express their views and ideas, to actively listen, and to give due consideration to the views of their board colleagues. So being at and actively participating in board meetings. They also need to support board decisions. So this involves providing leadership to the organization. The board has to speak as one with a consistent voice. And each director is responsible for participating fully in the board's discussion and decision-making process and then supporting those decisions made. So support for board decisions is a third responsibility. Uh, fourth, we look at board committees. So when directors serve on a board committee, they actually assist the organization in meeting its responsibilities under its constitution and bylaws. So they participate on the board committee on the same basis as any other volunteer. That is, they have no special authority to act on behalf of the organization beyond the limits of the terms of reference of the committee. So I can talk more about committees on another podcast, but this is a really interesting topic. So serving on board committees is certainly a role, a responsibility rather, of directors. There's also board task forces. So when directors serve on a task force, they assist the organization by developing policy alternatives and then make recommendations for the board's consideration. So along with other volunteers, uh, similar to board committees, they have no special authority to act on behalf of the organization beyond the limits of the terms of reference of that task force. And when created, each task force is given a termination date for its activities. So board task forces, part of the responsibilities of uh, individual directors. And then finally, we have something known as CEO working committees. So when directors serve on a CEO working committee, they actually assist the CEO in meeting their administrative responsibilities within the organization. CEO working committees receive their terms of reference directly from the CEO, and directors who serve on those committees report to the CEO for that purpose. So that's a really interesting topic, and I'm sure we're going to do an episode on committees and task forces, so I'll save that for another time. But those, Trista, are the general responsibility areas for volunteer directors. Excellent. Yes, we will be doing another podcast about uh, committees uh, at a later date. But I just wanted to learn a little bit more about, you know, with the meetings, uh, what would be the role say of the chair in the, in the meetings? What would be the most important thing that, that they have um, to offer to keep meetings running? Well, the, the, the role of the chair is critical. I mean, the, the chair of the board is providing leadership in maintaining unity of purpose within the organization's governance structure and provides a holistic and comprehensive view in overseeing the affairs of the organization. Now, it's important to note that the chair does not represent a particular sector, region, or personal position. 
but rather adopts an inclusive perspective on issues or policies under consideration. So the chair also takes particular concern for the unity of the board. It's attentive to its processes and it's functioning as a leadership team in which all directors are actively engaged. The chair is responsible for ensuring that meetings of the board are designed and conducted in a manner that facilitates the kind of comprehensive and inclusive dialogue and effective decision making required to fulfill the board's responsibilities and the achievement of the organization's mission. So the role of the chair is not one that people should take lightly or loosely, but it really is the foundation for good governance and running the board effectively. Yes, absolutely. And then running the actual op, you know, organization, would that would be the role of the CEO. Can you explain to me a little bit more about the difference between uh, the board's role and the CEO's role? Yeah, so you know, when we look at the complementary model of board governance, we do see clear distinctions between who does what. Mm -hmm. So when we look at the role of the CEO, it's their responsibility to oversee the implementation of the board's policies. They make sure that those board policies get done. So every effort's made to ensure that these policies are as clear as possible, but is recognized that judgment is required in the implementation of policy within specific situations. So in the event that the CEO is not clear about the application of any of the board's policies, the CEO should definitely raise the issue for further clarification by the board. Now, the CEO is also responsible for the effective and efficient management of the organization in accordance with the policies and the budget established by the board. So this responsibility encompasses delegation of full authority over the organization's op, uh, like operating activities and their resources, responsibility for achievement of the organization's strategic goals, and ultimate accountability for the organization's results. The CEO is responsible for ensuring that timely, accurate, and concise information is provided to the board so that it can fulfill its leadership responsibilities. Now, the CEO's responsibility should be detailed in a job description and annual work plan that's approved by the board. And these documents should clearly articulate the board's expectations. And finally, the CEO is accountable to the entire board of directors. Individual directors do not provide direction to the CEO or to other staff. Staff below the CEO level report to the CEO and the CEO alone. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks for, for thank you very much for the clarification. And just wondering if you had any final thoughts or if there was anything that um, you wanted to touch on. Well, I think one final thing that I'll mention is it's really important to ensure that the CEO has uh, a good performance evaluation, right? So this is something that I hear from a lot of CEOs that they feel like maybe they have a lack of clarity or they haven't had a formal, structured, written performance evaluation. So one of the final really important responsibilities of the board, so if you're just getting started right now and you're hearing this podcast for the first time and thinking about, well, what do I need to do as a next step with my board? Make sure that your board is approving the process for the evaluation of the performance of your CEO. And this process may include input from the directors, but it's primarily driven by the chair. The chair provides the board with a summary report of the results of the process. So this just says even more the importance of the role of the chair. Thanks again. Thanks again, Tom, for joining us today on the Strategic Nonprofit. Hey, my pleasure. Thanks, Trista.